welcome to the Slow Ride Podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to discuss the best and worst in cycling for the week of Monday, March 17th. And we will answer one good question a little bit later, written by our own little guy, Matt Allen, who's joining us from Minneapolis, Minnesota, where he is a bike messenger. How are you doing today, little guy? I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. How are you? Everything treating you well there? The weather's good for riding? You finally getting to go out and not having to wear uh, a balaclava? No, I did have to wear it today. It's cold. It's, it's all right today. It's in the 20s. Yesterday, that was it was January, so right. no riding. That's yeah. good. And then uh, joined from Boston is Spencer Howe, works in the bicycle industry, former bike messenger. He's enjoying 55-degree weather out there. How are you doing, Spencer? I'm doing well, sir. All right. That's good. Nothing more yeah. to add? No, man. I'm ready to podcast. Let's do this thing. All right. And my excited name, uh, for uh, our big question. The big question's pretty good this week. I'm, so, I'm excited for it. And my name is uh, Tim Hayes. I'm in Gainesville, Florida. Co-own a bike shop here called Swift Cycle. You can find the podcast on the slowridepodcast.com, or you can find us on iTunes. Just Google or Slow Ride Podcast, and we're on Twitter. And we'll give you that information a little bit later. All right, guys. The pro bike season is finally upon us. And there's a lot of news that our listeners can get all over the internet, so let's cut the chit-chat and get down to the nitty-gritty and discuss the best and the worst in cycling this week. So, Spencer, what is the best in cycling for you? The best in cycling for me this week, um, there's a big splash here in the Boston, New England area, so I don't know how much uh, that uh, wave spread across the rest of the country, so you know, uh, if people haven't heard of it, they should go check out the newly launched uh, as of this weekend Firefly Bikes Adventure Team. It's 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 a new team here, um, supported by Firefly um, Bicycles, which is a frame builder here in the, here in Boston. Um, they gathered up a, a group of six ladies um, to be on their adventure team. They built bikes for them. Um, ladies had to assemble the bikes themselves. Um, these women are like all walks of skill level, you know? So it's not like an elite team. It's not like a beginner team. It's it's everybody. And uh, and they're going to travel around and do, like, all the epic, you know, whether it's a road race or cross race or a gravel race or, a, you know, not even a race. They're going to do all this stuff all across the country. And it yeah. sounds super rad. The bikes are amazing. Um, and, yeah, it was cool. They had to launch launch ride here in Boston uh, on Saturday and uh, it sounded like about 60 people showed up to go on this group ride wow um, yeah are they and, all and... titanium bikes is that what Firefly yes. okay yes yeah they're they're rad we'll we'll throw some links down in uh, down below and you can check them out um, but yeah they, they turned out really good the bikes look great um, the launch party was rad um, I don't know you you should definitely, it's a team to follow for the year, you know, just for the the inspiration to kind of, you know, if you're trying to plan out, oh, man, I want to do a cool bike trip or bike camping or, you know, any of that stuff, like, doesn't necessarily need to be racing. They, they might inspire you to go somewhere you didn't think of. Uh, so I'm kind of kind of be following their progress this year and, uh, you know. Nice. So I know that, uh, so the, the adventure team, so it's not just 100% USA Cycling Jargon. So they're doing like bike packing, and then also maybe a gravel race here and there, and probably enter that Rafa race or something like that. 
all kinds of stuff yeah they've got a schedule up on their website and all that um but yeah they're uh, they're leaving no stone unturned it's it's kind of a cool idea well i'm really stoked for it sounds cool little guy do you have yeah. any titanium bikes i don't i don't own any titanium bikes um someday you know maybe but that was uh, my my attempt at a segue there yeah I don't know what you're segueing to because I don't have any sort of titanium tie. <laughs> I have a titanium seat post on one of my bikes. Is that you want to hear about that? No, not at all. Okay, I didn't think so. It's not that exciting. All right, little guy, give me uh, what you got for the best of the week. Well, I had, it was hard because it was kind of a boring week in the in the bike sense. So I don't know. I guess I guess after much much deliberation. I guess Nibali's uh, fruitless attack in Milan San Remo today was the only exciting part of that race. So it really was. Best thing really of, the, uh, of the week in, in bikes. The best so. thing in the week of bikes for you was a failed attack uh, between the Suppressa and the Poggio by Nibali. Because somebody has to do it, and and he got all the Italians excited, and then he and then he talked trash in the press afterwards. So it's kind of the the three. The three parts of it that make it the best the best thing because yeah. you know we need it's, more we need more attacks and we need more people trying trying even if they know they're not going to win or they you know there's yeah. very little chance instead of everybody sitting around and I understand they're all playing it safe and you know you get that ninth place at the end of the day and you can tell the boss look I got ninth but uh, a lot of points Bali went for it that was exciting he did get caught and got spat out the back when they started going out the Poggio. That was pretty uh, pretty exciting. He did. Um, the went crazy. So. Oh, yeah. The Italians were excited, and then all of a sudden... Is that guy the guy that won today? With, like, they, they showed a Norwegian flag next to him. Is he Norwegian, but Russian? He, he, he is Norwegian. He's on He's a Russian Norwegian. team. He's just yeah. on a Russian team, yeah. That's kind of not a Norwegian name, though, right? Kristoff. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what constitutes a Norwegian name. I'm from Minnesota. I don't like know. Hans or... All right, well, I guess that you leave it to me because, I mean, that's really all you had. I had two things, narrowly. I, early in the week, it was Tirano Andratico's giant trident trophy. Like, I totally forget about how awesome that race is until you see the trophy and Contador is looking like, you know, Poseidon with this bedazzled trident trophy that's huge <laughs> and enormous, and it's the best trophy in the history of sports. And I was all about that. Up until last night, I got home from the shop, and I'm just like, oh, man, what am I going to do? So I go on uh, the iPad, and I bring up Velo News to see if maybe there's something cool on, or news. And they had the USA Cup mountain bike series from Fontana on live stream. So mm-hmm. I clicked on it, and that coverage was awesome. You could see, like, 85% of the course. Um, it was a kick-ass race to watch. Came down to the final lap when that, you know, that Australian from track, I don't even know his name, won a World Cup earlier uh, last year, won. Yeah. Okay. But it was really good coverage. Georgia Gould was on the call with Colt McEwen, um, of, uh, formerly of Cycling Dirt. The whole thing was fantastic, and major props for USA Cycling and uh, that show air guy for finally getting together and putting together <laughs> quite the package. Sounds good. I didn't All right. See. I didn't see it either. Did you guys see the trophy, though, the Trident? I saw the Trident. I've seen pictures of that. I, I still – It's the only time I care is when – when uh, Garzelli had it, and he had the little crown, and he was like hugging Scarponi a couple years ago. That was like <laughs> that made my heart explode. You taller than the middle class boy, cash running in your pockets. You 
so there's a lot going on in cycling. And the other thing that we do with this podcast, besides do the best, is we talk about the worst. And I want to start this week off with with the worst. And I have, um, and I know I'm kind of cutting the rules here, but first off, one of the worst things in cycling is the end of the Cyclismus website. And Leslie Cohen, who is a good friend of our podcast and one of the original sponsors of the Louisville 2013 Phone Party and a great internet presence, one of the people that went out on a limb to get the Paul Kimmage Defense Fund against the UCI setup when he was getting sued by Pat McQuaid. And uh, she ended up losing a lot of that money. She had to call an end to the website, which is definitely a bummer, and it will uh, sorely be missed. And then the one that I really want to get to, and I'm really starting to get a little frustrated with this, is the helmet police. Um, So when you have a bike ride and then someone shows up without a helmet, immediately that person is shunned, it seems. And then there's all types of, ooh, I thought you had to wear a helmet on a group ride. And that Mm -hmm. is one of the most frustrating things to me. And it doesn't impact you at all. I mean, I was an idiot and didn't wear a helmet for the longest time, but I turned out okay, and now I wear a helmet. But, I mean, seriously. I, I, I agree with you. I recall, I recall us all starting a team, and, and, and I had to be the only one that defended the fact that you could decide for yourself to have a helmet or not wear a helmet. I know, and I was initially very concerned, and I got a little overboard, like, oh, you got to wear a helmet on the team ride. And it's like, you know... It's okay, guys. If you don't wear a helmet, it's your own decision. I, I wish that you would wear a helmet, but man. So, yeah, like, I, I obviously, I think wearing a helmet's a great idea and a, a smart move. But, yeah, if, if it's uh, prohibitive to people showing up on group rides and participating and having a good time, you know, if they're a beginner or something, they just, it's not something they have, that kind of sucks, you know? Like, you can't, like, it's already kind of an expensive sport to get into. Um, you know, like you can be suggestive and like, hey, you should think about this, or hey, I've got an old helmet. Do you want it? Or like, if you want to buy a helmet, come into Swift Cycle at six oh seven West University Avenue. I know a guy. Yeah, you don't want to. No. You don't want to give them an old helmet. That's a false sense of security. That thing's just gonna explode. Well, whatever it is, but there's better ways to go about it than you know. I don't. I don't know the specific situation that you're talking about, but. Uh, I've, I've I've seen it happen, you know, so... Well, there's, there's been a, a lot of issues. I, I mean, I think that for me that the boiling point was we had this awesome coffee ride out of the shop last week, and 20 people showed up on it. And uh, Keith, my uh, business partner, puts up a photo, and it was of the one person that wasn't wearing a helmet, like kind of in front. And right away the comments were, oh, since when do you not wear a helmet on a group ride? And, you know, it was like... This was her first ever group ride. Like she had no idea. Like, let's welcome yeah. her into this and like teach people. Well, That's kind of the point. Sean, yeah. you need to shun. Shun people. <laughs> shun her. She should never be allowed to ride in a group again. That's well, yeah, you should have taken her bike away and lit it on fire, dude. <laughs> what are you thinking? Thrown it off the bridge. I remember that uh, when I first started as a courier with you guys i didn't wear a helmet because i had a cycling cap and i wanted to show off my fossa bordello cap and look really yeah, cool yeah. Mm, um, he did. and then i think little guy you got hit by a car or someone got hit pretty bad and then it was I, like I, All got right, hit. <laughs> I think i'll wear a helmet now yeah i got hit because i was wearing a cool cycling cap and i slid That's across what... <laughs> the hood of some minivan cab and off the other end of it and landed straight on my face and I, yeah, I've got the I've got seven stitches up in my top of my forehead uh, 
reminding me about that. And uh, I just want to say I wear a helmet all the time now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, at post that event, I still didn't uh, <laughs> as a bike messenger for whatever reason. But, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes it I... takes people a little bit to uh, to come to terms with it. Well, I, you know, I th- it, yeah, we, we kind of all agree on this, which is kind of a shame. Wear a helmet. Like, that explicitly needs to be said. But it's, you know, if someone's not wearing a helmet, don't yell at them. Just be like, hey, maybe you should think of wearing a helmet. Or, look, 19 other people on this ride are wearing a helmet. Like, we yeah. can do this together. I think I think there's bigger problems in group ride uh, dynamics and etiquette than, than a helmet a lot of times. You know, like, I don't know. Maybe it's not the biggest of the, of the issues. Yeah, yeah, like, what what was her sock length like? I mean, did she have the right <laughs> socks on? That's a real more serious problem is if her socks were tall enough. Yeah, like over five inches, but under seven inches. Like, yeah, and and yeah, I mean, what? Where did she keep her sunglasses when she wasn't wearing them? So should we have a a check sheet or a checklist to hand out to people? You probably should. You should have. You should have a, you know, some clear guidelines. I mean, obviously, you shouldn't have to do this. These people should just know these rules. That's yeah, I mean, they are. But, as a beginner, um, you're you're expected to have read the Bible about cycling already. Yeah. Right. You know, cycling gloves are for races, not for club rides. So if you see any of those in the club rides, take them away. You don't want those unsightly hand tan lines at the cafe. All right, uh, Spencer, what was the worst thing for you? Uh, I I struggled with this one a little bit. Um, I wasn't sure what to do. Uh, I was thinking about saying talking about Milan San Remo because it happened today and and how boring it was. Um, you know, little guy already kind of touched on that. It was it was a pretty boring race this year. It's usually one of my favorites, and I was disappointed. But uh, but in the end, uh, I found something far worse that happened this week uh, in in bicycle. Um, yeah, I saw it floating around the internet. It popped up in my Twitter feed and on my Facebook wall, and uh, and I did a little research because I want to make sure this wasn't a hoax. Like this this was a real thing, and it's legit. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, it's there's a legit, for real, actual person producing and selling handmade artisan leather banana holders that attach to your bike. What, those are for real? Those are for real. <laughs> does, it, does it attach to a water bottle boss? It, no, no. It's like it goes around your top tube and the banana hangs, <laughs> you know, between your legs. Was it? Why, why do you need that? I don't know. Are they made off of Columbus Avenue in Minneapolis, Minnesota? <laughs> I hope not, because that would be embarrassing. That, okay. would, that would be weird, because I don't no. know. So, so these are the things that look just like the uh, wine bottle things that Pretty they had much. for a little while. It, it goes in the trend, you know, of the of the wine bottle carrier, the uh, you know the uh, six the pack, six pack yeah. thing, all those. And it's taking it one step further. And, and at first I was like, you know, this is a joke. And then I thought about it and I looked it up and, uh, you know, I was conflicted because I was like, who's going to carry around this delicious vegan treat in this leather carrying <laughs> container? You know, because the sporty guys, the guys who, you know, aren't vegan, um, we'll use the pocket. sprinters. They're they're not bringing bananas anywhere. They're bringing power goo and and yeah, gel blocks, <laughs> meat flavored power blocks. Yeah, so, pepperoni. 
Yeah. So yeah, so I think I don't know how the sales are going. You know, it's hard to tell. It's on Etsy. Um, you can so, look it up. This wasn't. So we'll we'll put a link. But this was not a Onion headline or something. This was a no. legit. I wanted to die when I saw it, and then I was like, no, but no way, this is real. I'm not gonna freak out. And you know, and then it came back. It came back into my line of sight again, and I I had to do some research. And yeah, it's a real thing, and it makes me hate the weekend bike. All right. Well. Maybe we'll get one for little guy for the holidays. No, I really don't want one. I really do. I have <laughs> pockets. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I own What if pockets. we knit one? Is it the leather yeah. that you're opposed to? Is no, I'm, I'm, I don't really want anything hanging from my top two, I think. But of all my friends, the only person that I could see actually utilizing one of these little guys is you. Really? Well, you Did might you need to have bananas. Little guy have... always has a banana with him, constantly. That's... Not so even true. Now we can bring two. I guarantee. I don't you. even like eating bananas when they're not in cereal. Um, <laughs> you, you think I always have a banana, but that's actually Tim's banana, but he can't open it, so I'm holding it for him. All right, little guy, what do you got to top that? I, or the worst. I, I literally have nothing. I think it was just a. Um, All maybe right. here, just ask me again my, what my worst is, and I'll just say Vladimir Carpets. <laughs> I remember that guy. What what's Vladimir been up to lately? I don't know. I'm, I I don't know. That's the thing. He's still letting me down. He's either on Katusha or on Movie Star, and I I I think he might have retired. I have no idea. Now, but I'm just disappointed that he hasn't won anything yet. Now we were always big fans of him. He won the white jersey one year, didn't he? He did. He won the white jersey one year when the testing protocols weren't quite as good as they are now. And he he has the great mullet. He has a really good mullet. Um, and. Is he the one that attacked in the Jiro and then, like, crashed immediately after? No, that um, was like... Menkov. That was when Menkov attacked. That was the saddest thing. That was in the tour. So, I guess you could say that the worst thing of the week is that there's zero Russians on the Katusha team nowadays. Yeah. I mean, I guess most of them are in Crimea or whatever, um, you know, occupying <laughs> parts of Ukraine, so they don't have any riders to be on their pro tour team anymore. Um, maybe Vladimir Putin's the worst thing of the week. We're going to come back. Uh, from this break and we'll talk about one good question. for the one good question this week and yep. the um why don't you uh ask the question and then offer us your answer immediately okay i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna read the way kind of the way i wrote it so it's, it's, it's official ask what world leader past or present would you have liked to seen as a writer and i'm i'm gonna go with, with wait uh, i gotta in, in, can i interrupt you real quick is it that you'd like to see as a writer or a writer you want on your team Okay, okay. What world leader, imagine some world leader back from whenever, past or present, if if they hadn't become a world leader, if they'd become a cyclist, which one do you think would be a great one to watch? I don't care if you want them on your team. I'm thinking, what rider would you think, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd really want to root for them? All right, all right. That's a good question. I'm so, so like, if, if G.W. Bush's mountain bike career would have taken off? Yeah, you don't actually have to like the guy. 
I because the way I was thinking about this is is good good world leaders wouldn't be really fun riders. They would have sat in at Milan San Remo <laughs> and diplomatically sprinted for third. Um, yeah. You you want you want somebody you want a Nibali who may, you know goes off the front messes everything up for everybody else and creates creates it's, problems. It's so, the Italian way. It's even in their politics. Yeah, so, well, yeah, it's in their politics, and that's what got me thinking about wanting to you know go for Khrushchev because you know I was thinking about how how much the Russians like to just tick everybody off, and uh, I thought, man, Khrushchev banging the shoe. Um, he's he's kind of like a, a Tommy Volkler, you know. He would be pulling mm. faces. He's short and kind of looks like an underdog. Um, All right. So you know. so do you imagine him as a as a road racer then, or or what? I'm imagining him as a road racer. I'm thinking of, of putting missiles in Cuba is the same as like attacking from from like 2K on a really really long mountain stage, and then nobody notices that he's off the front until the last climb. And then, yeah. oh shit, he's gonna win the tour, you know. Uh, and then Lance, Lance had to get everyone to work for him. To, mm. So, so Khrushchev. So you're seeing him as like a grand tour threat or like a one day rider? I'm seeing him. I'm seeing him. He's kind of an all rounder. Interesting. Um, I'm seeing him like a so Tommy Rockler. He's a one day threat. He's a he's when, a he's a tour threat. You never know. Whenever Tom's, I think of Russians, for whatever reason, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I always just assume they're all track racers. I don't know why that is. They're not all track racers. Yeah, like, good, wow. good to know. So, so Khrushchev is little guy's choice for world leaders most exciting to watch. I mean, I could see that. Like, he could definitely throw a wrench in things. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he definitely knows how to, to to needle his way into, you know, situations. So that's a – that'd be a fun, fun one. What, what do you got, Spencer? Well, you know, I uh, – I uh, I did some research. I was doing some thinking on this long and hard because you know it's a tricky question and you kind of want to have a good one. You know you don't want to go for uh, something too easy, too obvious. You know you don't want to pick Abe Lincoln because he's you know he's kind of the George Hancapy of cycling. Like yeah, yeah, you, you know like how is that? So <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just this guy and everybody likes him, but really he's not really that great. It's just I don't think everybody liked Abe Lincoln. He was shot. Well, <laughs> I think and in the Lincoln end, Big George didn't really good. work out for him either, did it? But I think Abe yeah. wants he wants some stages at least. I mean, come on, <laughs> he, he won something more than Kern Russell's Kern one time. Yeah, he won that mountain stage in the tour. That was <laughs> made a lot of sense. Is there any anyway, times Lincoln anyway. was doping? Lincoln was on the juice. So, what would be the equivalent of Abraham Lincoln's so... stem breaking at Paris Roubaix? <laughs> Perhaps. I don't I I didn't go I didn't go down that road. I just wanna I, oh, okay. you know. Oh. So anyway, um so you know, I was just thinking about the you know, the types of cyclists that uh that I think are, you know, historical and like that you like legends are written about kind of thing, you know, your Eddie Merckx's, your Binardi knows, um, you know, everybody else in that kind of category of just uh all around like, I don't know, just take not taking no for an answer kind of thing. So I decided uh, I would go with uh, uh, Churchill. Oh. Just because yeah. of the never surrender, the never give up, the, all that. Like, 
I think he'd be super into uh, um, all the gravel, like the 200-mile gravel races that are going on uh, over in, you know, dirty cans, uh, stuff like that. Like he would or just Paris smash Breast. photos for, <laughs> yeah, Barry Roubaix. Like, like, what was that? Like he that? would just ride his bike for 72 hours straight until he fell over dead. You know. Like, He's, he was kind of, you know, he's kind of, he liked to tip one back, so he'd kind of fit in in the whole, the whole gravel racing scene these days. Yeah. So he, he's the type of guy that they'd make a statue to on the side of a, you know, some gravel road pass. They'd be like, mm-hmm. this guy didn't give up after, you know, 74 hours straight of riding. I yeah. did a bike stuff. Yeah, there'd be that legend of just him, him doing the race on nothing but bread and wine or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Exactly. So, so yeah, that's, uh, All right. that, that was my call. All right. Well, I think okay. Churchill Churchill's pretty good. So, you know, little guy, this is a really good question. And to me, I've been mulling on this one for a while, playing lots of different scenarios in my head. Like, do you want a one-day specialist? Do you want a grand tour rider? Do you want, like, the all-rounder? Because I was thinking of the standpoint of having this guy on the, the Pearson's nut goodie or, or the Pearson's <laughs> nut roll team, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you want him to look good in the jersey. Yeah, so I was thinking a couple of things. The first one, I was I was going to flip the script and just go with a one-day specialist, and I was, like, zeroing in on Dwight Eisenhower. Because, mm. I mean, seriously, he was in charge of D-Day, so, like, I mean, he would be great for one day, right? And then yeah. maybe <laughs> things kind of go, you know, haywire, and they don't, and he doesn't always close the deal. But he would laugh at the cobbles of Roubaix. He'd be like, you call that a road? Right? Yeah. So, but then I was like, let's be honest. We're always talking about Grand Tour riders. And there's only really one answer, and it's really quite simple. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Castro, yeah. Fidel Castro, and there's a multitude of reasons. And I, <laughs> okay. So, so listen to me. First, I'd love to hear these. Yeah. First, he comes with an amazing support staff that you need in the Grand Tours, right? He has his first lieutenant, Che Guevara. Yeah. That's true. That guy will do anything for Fidel. Mm-hmm. It would be a lot like Kincapi. He also comes with the often overlooked but super important um, trusted brother. Remember, Contador's yeah. got his brother that does everything for him. So, like, Raul is always there hanging out, doing all the dirty work for Fidel. Yeah. So, Fidel's yeah. kissing the babies, and Raul's, like, shooting the dissenters, right? Like, definitely <laughs> some importance there. And Very secondly, important. no matter what you say about Fidel, he won't give up. Mm. There's, there's a couple more. He makes, <laughs> he makes friends at all the right times. Embargo, fine. Call up Khrushchev. Yeah, exactly. Need oil? Call Chavez. I mean... Yeah. When WADA comes cracking down on all the different drug mules, he's yeah. got someone else that will do it for him. This so, guy, he's connected on the, in the in the the shady side of the world. That's true. It's true. He's, he's the king of the mountains, literally, right? Yeah. He just mm. needs to hang out in the mountains for a few months, and the next thing you know, he can overcome an entire organization that's built for victory. He that's just hangs true. out. Like, was, he did train at altitude prior yes. like, to <laughs> his one major victory. Like, and all the teams that have all that U.S. money backing them, were like, they can't win against a guy that's been training in the mountains. Just and a scrappy finally, underdog. He's a scrappy underdog. And that's finally, he, he's he got the beard. He's got what Luco Paolini is trying to bring back. And he's, oh, man, I think it's fantastic. Castro would have won eight grand tours just to really? beat America's Lance Armstrong. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. I don't know if he would have won that many. I think I think he would have been he would have been kind of like Jupiter or Jupiter or whatever how you pronounce his name. He would have been well, second every time except for one time maybe the US was looking the other way and then he would have won. Or the US boycotted. Or I mean mm. 
there's also like the whole you know how there's Operation Puerto and all these names of the different drug scandals. I yeah. mean, Bay of Pigs is an awesome name for a drug scandal for what? It, it is a good name for a drug scandal. It's better than oil for drugs. Yes, I mean this whole thing. For me, I I mean we nailed it out of the park. I think we have an amazing team with with Chamberlain, Castro, and Khrushchev. We would be completely unstoppable. I hope Churchill. 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 I, want, Churchill. I want Spencer to change it to Chamberlain. He just <laughs> just gives up right away. <laughs> oh, you know, guys, I'm not on a good day. Yeah, you know, the tough's getting going, so I'm, I'm just going to leave. You know, yeah. you know what Chamberlain would do? He would come up in the race and say, guys, I think I have a flat. <laughs> and then you'll never see him again? <laughs> All right, well, that is the end of the Slow Ride podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the Super Rookie. Matt is over at uh, at little guy Matt, and then at Spencer Howe, H A U G H. You can also find links for that on our website, the Slow Ride Podcast. Next week we'll be back with the best and worst in cycling, and Spencer will have one good question for us. Thanks for listening.